Hello, this episode. Uh, hello, and welcome to Series Edge. I'm Gavin Snyder. Today, I'm going to be reading *The Four-Fingered Man* by Cerberus Jones. Enjoy. Okay, *The Four-Fingered Man* by Cerberus Jones, Chapter Five. Charlie opened his mouth to shout, but Amelia clamped her palm over his face. Get off, Charlie hissed, pulling Amelia's hand away. He's stealing or something. Maybe, but you can't just... She broke off, watching as Tom limped around a corner and out of sight. Amelia's chest tightened. Tom was meant to be working for her parents. He was meant to be mowing the lawns, trimming the hedges, and keeping the tennis courts swept. He was not meant to be letting himself into the hotel and prowling around the guest quarters. She tried to be logical, and she could not give way to the anger, and not give way to the anger swirling inside. He could just be doing some repair work, she whispered. Maybe there was a pipe in the room that needed fixing or something. And where were his tools, said Charlie. Why was he being all sneaky about it? Come on, let's see where where he's going. Yeah, okay, said Amelia, quiet, said Amelia, but quietly. We don't want him to. Charlie, though, had already bolted along the corridor. Amelia followed, heart pounding. They ran past a dozen or more closed doors before the corridor turned, and they were in the servant's end of the wing. Here was a linen cup. Here was the linen cupboards, a storeroom for brooms and mops, and the start of the narrow stairs that led back to that led down the back of the hotel. And Tom, his hand was gripping the banister, one foot out in space and ready to descend. He he stared at the sight of them. None of None of those gold-tooth-flashing smiles now. Just a glowering, one-eyed scowl. Amelia and Charlie stopped abruptly. Then Charlie said, What are you doing sneaking around up here? Amelia thought that was brave, but also extremely rude, seeing as Charlie uh, had never actually met Tom before. Um... Tom's eyes widened for a moment, but then his face crumpled back in, into an angry grimace. I could ask you the same question. Us? said Amelia, trying to keep her voice steady. I live here. What about you? Tom raised an eyebrow. I live here too, and I've done for far longer than you have, Amelia. Amelia swallowed, sun, suddenly wishing they'd never come up here. So what? said Charlie. You think that gives you the right to, to do my job? to attend to hotel business said tom calmly yeah i think it does charlie glanced sideways at amelia she felt the look but refused to return it she was too busy trying to will herself invisible now tom continued why don't you kids move along i don't think your parents would be too happy to find you snooping around the guest quarters do you and with that, he limped heavily down the stairs. Amelia closed her eyes, stomach twisting. If she'd been on the wrong side of Tom before, what did he think of her now? Amelia, Mom called from the other end of the hotel. Is that you home? Have you got Charlie with you? They ran back to the gallery end of the corridor and leaned over the railing to see her looking out from the library. A, fo- 
a phone pressed to her ear. The phone cord stretched tight behind her, so she couldn't come out any farther. Mom! Amelia was flooded with relief. Tom was up here in Miss Ardman's room. Tom? Really? Mom frowned. Amelia and Charlie glanced at each other. I hope you two didn't bother him while he was working, said Mom, taking taking away any thread of hope she'd been on their side. Oh, er, hang on. She turned her attention to the phone. I'm sorry, could you give me just a moment? Well, yes, I know I was waiting on hold for you, but now I just need 30 seconds to write. Very kind of you, I'm sure. She covered the mouthpiece and looked back to them. Look, never mind, I've got to take this, but don't distract Tom, okay? You can see how much work this place needs before we can open. But Mom... Mom held up a finger. Not now. Go on, Scoot. I'm busy. Come on, Charlie, muttered Amelia. Let's go to my hotel, to my room. Hotel business, Charlie sneered, following her across the gallery to the family wing. Yeah, all right, as if that's what Tom's doing. Yeah, Amelia breathed. She kept into, she crept into her room and over to the bay window, beckoning Charlie to follow. That's why I want to see where he goes. Why are you whispering, said Charlie, in his usual voice. Shh. Amelia crouched on the window seat and saw Tom trudge down the steps, then pause and glare at the hotel. He took a step back towards them, then thought better of it and continued across the grass in the direction of his house. Go on, Amelia murmured. Keep going. Don't hang around here. Finally, Tom stomped off down the driveway and across the lawn to the magnolia trees. Amelia breathed a sigh of relief. You know, said Charlie, Tom must have seen the woman sunbathing. We did. Miss Hardman? So? So if Tom knew she was out there, then what did he want in here? If it were really hotel business, then he would have just told her, right? And come up and down the front stairs like a normal person. But he was sneaking. And the only reason I think of to sneak is because he's a thief. He wants to go through her bags. She only brought one. And it was like a big handbag. It wasn't a proper suitcase or anything. Well, I bet you anything, Charlie said, that whatever it is in the bag is worth a fortune and Tom is trying to steal. Um, It wasn't completely clear to Amelia how Charlie had talked her into it, but two minutes later, there she was, creeping around behind the front desk of the hotel, searching for the spare key to Miss Hardman's room. She scanned the wall behind the desk. It was covered in dozens of wooden pigeonholes, each with the brass room number above the opening. Back in the hotel's heyday, these tiny niches were used to hold guests' mail or phone messages. Right now, they just house the keys. Getting the key was easy. Mom had locked the partition that closed off the access to the reception desk, but after six years of gymnastics, that was uh, that was hardly a barrier to Amelia. She sprang lightly over, grabbed a cold, a, grabbed a cold, the cold length of the key, and jumped back over without a sound. She ran back to Charlie and threw the key in his lap. 
Gee, it's a heavy old thing, isn't it? Said Charlie, examining it. You were great, Amelia. You could be a professional cat bur burglar. <laughs> Amelia was horrified. Don't say that, she paused. Charlie, I don't know if I can go through with this. If we go sneaking around in Miss Ardman's room, how are we any better than Tom? So what then? Amelia bit her lip. Maybe we should put it back. Okay, Charlie said simply. What? Okay, let's put the key back. Really? Sure, no problem. We put back the key and we forget about getting evidence and you can just trust that Tom is honest and trustworthy and safe to have around your family and stuff. You can just trust that he's a good guy while you sleep alone in this big hotel far from town. Amelia snatched the key out of Charlie's hands. Fine, give me that. She stalked up the, set, the stairs. Charlie scurried after her. We're only going to look anyway, he whispered. We're not going to touch anything, and no one will ever know, so there's no harm in... Hush, Charlie, Amelia hissed. They trod quietly past Lady Naomi's room, though Amelia had no idea whether she was in there or not. Maybe Lady Na Naomi didn't even exist. She could just be a story Tom had invented to cover up some pirate secret. secret. Amelia considered it a very bad time that Charlie sit silly pirate theory was starting to feel at home in her brain charlie nudged her we could get the key to that room next <laughs> amelia didn't even bother to say hush this time they walked past several more doors until they came to the room miss Ardman was was using amelia knocked quietly there was no response housekeeping squealed charlie in a piercing falsetto voice pounding on the door with his fist be quiet whispered amelia her voice shrill with fear but when no one answered she had to admit she was glad charlie had checked too she must still be outside said charlie it's safe to go in amelia had gripped the key she told herself they had to do this. The mom and dad were so convinced Tom was trustworthy. The only way they were going to convince them otherwise was if they found some hard evidence he was up to. Well, whatever he was up to. She took a deep, a deep breath and unlocked the door. Inside, the room was empty. It was better than a lot of the other rooms on this wing, but still shabby, dusty, and musty. Amelia wondered again why anyone would come to stay in this dump. Look at that, Charlie whispered, stepping past Amelia and, and into the room. On the dressing table, where, where hairbrushes and vases of flowers would usually be, was a small glass tank. Like a fish tank, but not for fish. This tank was filled with enormous, glistening centipedes. The room was so quiet, Amelia could hear the sound of their hundreds of legs as they crawled over one another. She turned away, trying not to gag. Just find the bag. Is it still here? Charlie didn't answer. He was pacing towards the enormous canopy bed at the far end of the room, a funny look on his face. Do you feel that? He murmured. Feel what? said Amelia, moving to join him. Then she paused, a strange sensation washing over her as she approached the bed, like a gust of warm spring air. She glanced over at the window, but it was shut tight. It's coming from here, said Charlie, and crouched at the foot of the bed. He dragged out Miss Ardman's little case. Wow, it's warm. Touch it. Amelia knelt beside him and put a hand on the case. It was definitely warm. Whatever was inside, it was hot, or being heated. They hauled the case onto the bed, and Amelia felt her head spinning slightly, that strange warmth drifting over her again. 
Quickly, she unzipped the case and threw back the top of it. A cloud of sweet, perfumed air rose to the ceiling as they started, as they stared at what was inside. Jewels, said Charlie breathlessly. There's about 20 or, th- or perhaps 30 shining globes, about the size of tangerines, but perfectly round and golden. At first, Amelia thought they were reflecting the light that fell on them, but as she leaned closer, she realized that the jewels themselves were sh- shimmering. Light was glowing from them. She was too mesmerized to check Charlie's face, but she heard him sigh. Wow. Amelia leaned even closer, so close that the jewels warmed her cheeks. She smiled with happiness just to see them. As she breathed in their delicious fragrance, she was filled with a wonderful knowledge. That if she could touch one of those jewels, just hold it in her hand for one moment, she would never feel sad or worried or lonely or angry again. As she gently reached out her hand, the jewels seemed to reach back to her. They wanted to be with her. They wanted her to have them. Amelia heard Charlie laugh with joy beside her. And then, as her fingers tingled with anticipation, she she suddenly felt a massive, vise-like hand seize her by the shoulder and jerk her back from the jewels. It was so fast and rough that Amelia lost her balance and fell to the ground in shock, blinking. Charlie stumbled and fell beside her. A voice raw with anger and danger, roared over them. How dare you? That is a crazy end to a chapter. Um, so we are done for now. Um, see you tomorrow on Serrated Edge. This episode was written and produced by Gavin Snyder. It was narrated by Gavin Snyder. Uh, as always, uh, if you would like to support Charity Edge, please subscribe wherever you listen. Tell a friend about us. I'm so tired of saying this. Send in an audio recording. Sorry I'm being so boring about this lately. Whatever. Uh, send in an audio recording. What else? Make a poster. I don't know. Have fun.